Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week we had our latest installment of Unearthed. I don't feel like we often remind folks that we are two human beings living and working through all of the things that are happening in the world that are also affecting everyone else. But I worked on these episodes as the Supreme Court was issuing one decision after another that was, like, monumental and has wide-reaching effects. And regardless of how you personally feel about any of these decisions, it was definitely a chaotic (laughs) uh, and often, uh, from my point of view, demoralizing series of days. Yes, I did a lot of all caps swearing on social media because I just couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of these are related to things that um, that we have talked about on the show before. I think the first thing that comes to people's minds is probably Roe versus Wade, but there were also decisions that affected things like tribal sovereignty, which has been mm-hmm. something that has come up on the show so much. And that also, like, that decision seems to foretell other decisions that might also have a damaging effect on tribal sovereignty. Like, there was just a lot. There was so much that was happening. And one thing that has been true of unearthed episodes going back since 
starting to do them is that as I work on them, I usually have hundreds of links to articles to go through for them. Uh, And the farther I get into them, like the more aggressive I will get in being like, that's confusing. We're not talking about it. That seems like them something we already talked about before. We're not talking about it again. Like, it just I start to feel increasingly draconian in my approach to choosing what things to talk about. And in this particular set of unearthed stuff, I feel like that was the case from like minute one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go through this, like, I had something like 376 links bookmarked. Uh, and I feel like from the first moment of working on them, I was like, bruh don't like this headline, don't want to talk about it. To feel yeah. like this is confusing and doesn't make any sense, not talking about that either. And I, that's, I don't know, it was just, it was one of the weirder unearthed preparation periods that I can recall. Yeah. I mean, I, I had I had set aside a subject to be working on in these last couple of weeks that I was kind of excited about. It's weird and esoteric. It's still happening. But one of the main books I was I was hoping to use, I got delayed in transit. And so I couldn't work on it. And I just remember being like, but that was my balm. <laughs> that, was, that was my fun thing. <laughs> it, it was like... It was like that damn lettuce all over again. <laughs> like, I just oh, can't yeah. catch a break. Um, but we got, I will say there was a thing included in this that was one of those um, items that made me um, super angry. Oh, yeah. Which is the Tall Chief statue being cut apart and sold for scrap. Yeah. I mean, that's like on multiple levels, right? It's like an indigenous person... Yeah. And their memorial representation being destroyed, its art being destroyed. And it's one of those things where this is not a case where a thing got stolen because a private collector wanted it. I'm not saying that's good, but it's better than cutting it up. Yeah. There's so many layers of anger. In an earlier draft of the outline, I had various expressions of of anger over that, that that I wound up deleting because I, a lot of the other things that we were going to talk about were also anger-inducing. Something we didn't specifically say about this is I really think the person who stole that statue just took the first one they found because the way those five statues are arranged, uh, Marjorie Tallchief was on the end. Mm-hmm. And I really think, like, I haven't personally been to that park but the fact that it was just the one on the end was probably just the one that somebody came to came to. And like part of me wants to believe that nobody would do that unless they were so desperate for money that they could not. But even so, I'm like, you you stole that statue and you cut it to pieces and you sold it to scrap dealers. That takes a lot of effort. Again, it's one of those things where I'm like, there was no other way to make a buck, really. Then all of the time you took to do all of these things that were probably rather labor-intensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, one of the things that's, like, just sort of the comes with the territory of working on this episode, these episodes is that they are just a reflection of what I saw in the many, many RSS feeds and now also websites that I go visit individually to see what people are reporting on. Um, and the collection of stuff that I got this time around, I felt like was a lot more Eurocentric than some of our more recent other episodes. Like they're just, I just did not see as much reporting on things that were happening in 
um, in Africa, Asia, or South America. A lot of it was from Europe and North America, and I, um, I was sort of I had to be limited by the news that I had access to <laughs> through these hundreds of links that I had bookmarked over the span of three months. So I did want to acknowledge that, even though like I don't, uh, I don't know if there is a, a a reasoning behind like why this time around so much of the reporting seemed to be so focused on just these parts of the world and not right. other parts. Uh, some of it is um, like I just like things that it seems like we've talked about these so many times, like coin hordes, lots of coin hordes in places that. <laughs> are not Europe and North America, but, like, then then it's just, like, I included a coin hoard for the sake of having things that were not in Europe and North America. Right. I want to talk about salmon vertebrae. Okay, let's do. Because I really think we need a craft project. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, this is not stuff that's hard to get, right? Like, you can buy a whole salmon. So I feel like, with a little gumption, we can make some beets. Yeah. I don't know if there's uh, anything you would need to do to, like, specifically preserve fish vertebrae. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how bony they are. Does that make sense? Oh, do you mean, like, I'm I'm not sure if you're asking how to preserve them so they don't degenerate or how to preserve them so they don't bite you while you're wearing them. (laughs) No. Uh, I know. I was more thinking, I don't know if they are more cartilaginous than bony. And if they were more cartilaginous, then I would think it would be hard to... There there would be something that you would need to do to keep them from just deteriorating. But I yeah. don't actually... I don't actually know. Don't know enough about fish physiology. Those ones lasted a long time. You could always, if you really wanted to be, you know, fancy pants unicorn and didn't want to actually wear fish bones, you could cast them... You know, you can make a mold and then cast them in, like, resin mm-hmm. or something and just make them as needed. There's so many projects we can make with fish bones. <laughs> mm. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands and over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. I also mentioned that I had thoughts and feelings about anonymity when it comes to auctions of large-scale items. Yeah. Okay, on the one hand, I, of course, we study history all the time. I understand the desire and concern that people have around knowing that something of historical importance is going to go to a place that will appreciate and understand it and preserve it and do. But at the same time, there's part of me that's like, how someone spends their money, if it is not nefarious, is nobody's business. Right. So, like, if I had to, like, report every time I bought something, I don't know, say over, like, $300. Like, can you imagine how weird that would be if you were like, yeah, I, I bought another bolt of fabric. I I promise it's going to a good home. Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. imagine if you have millions of dollars that you're throwing at purchases of that nature, you are accustomed to the game of having to, like, disclose on occasion. But, right. That's always a weird thing when people get in an uproar about, yes, but who bought it? And it's like, well, it's an anonymous purchase. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Charlotte Bronte one in particular had like a lot of feelings around it. Like there's the the emotional attachment that a lot of people feel to the Brontes. I'm not saying everybody feels that way, but like sort of, it's oh, sort of like sure. there were Jane Austen finds. Like people, a lot of people I think would have similar feelings uh, the fact that, like, that was the last of her tiny books to be in a private collection instead of in a museum, I think it was a thing that brought up a lot of feelings because the the articles that I read that were about it being sold at auction before it became clear <laughs> who had bought it uh, had this very dismayed tone. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was very quickly afterward that it was like, 
oh, the friends of the library bought it and they're donating it. And there, it was like, there, then there was this tone of like a sigh of relief in all the news reporting. Yeah. The metal that's in a good home now, like that, that wording just still cracks me up. Pretty funny. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? I also think about the fact that there are people, and I'm just conjecturing, people or organizations who could be purchasing things like that to some end that is good and has goodwill around it, but they don't want to disclose it initially. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I'm thinking about a weird thing that's not the same at all, but like I'm thinking about when Walt Disney set up a shell company to buy property in Florida because he didn't want people to know Disney was buying it because it would falsely inflate the price. And I imagine similarly, if there is somebody like, you know, a Bill Gates of the world who decides I'm going to start an art museum and I'm going to start buying up amazing things. The second that news got out, it would artificially inflate the price on a lot of things. Yeah. So like there are things like that to consider as well. And I, I don't know. I just, I have feelings that I'm like, yeah, but, shouldn't have to tell people what you're buying. (laughs) Mm. But then again, if that bolt of fabric that I bought was something that was public knowledge at an auction, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should be be able to, um, or be willing to say, no, no, that was mine. I don't know. It's a a strange thing. Uh, It's totally possible that whoever bought that medal will publicly disclose it at some point. Who even knows? It's even possible that they'll disclose it in the window between when we recorded this Oh, it probably happened right after we finish. Yeah, or or it happened sometime between when I wrote this episode and today when we were recording it because I, I sent it over to you on Friday before the 4th of July holiday weekend. That's true. Um, and I have not looked at any news headlines related to this <laughs> because why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, don't, no. You gotta have time off. Uh, yeah. I also mentioned that I certainly have theories about how uh, a tiny book could be in a library's collection and uncatalogued. Oh, yeah. Going back to my library cataloging days, mm-hmm. where there are times when large pallets of things show up, mm. um, and depending on how they're arranged or stored, you could potentially have an itty-bitty thing inside a bigger thing and not even know it was there yeah. all the time. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's, like, part of a large... Um, a session situation where, like, someone has willed a library, their collection, or a large donation from someone, or any number of, you know, those large drops that happen, which they do. Sometimes, uh, depending on what's going on. I mean, there are a million reasons that someone might be a little speedier with uh, a session and cataloging than than would be ideal, but it has to happen, you yeah. know, for whatever reason. They might miss something. That happens. Yeah. So it's not mysterious. Or they might just have however many linear feet of somebody's papers mm-hmm. that were donated. Yes. That nobody has gone through all of the papers. And I also have that thing when things show up missing in a collection and it's like, we didn't even know it was missing. Mm-hmm. I have a flashback to a particular book I was trying to track down when I was working in acquisitions. And I had called a library overseas, a library in England. And it was one of those things where I was trying to check a copy that was being offered to us for sale against one that like someone else at an an accredited institution would recognize and be like, yes, that seems to be the same, the -hmm. same run or the same edition. And I ran into a problem where I was on the phone with a lovely person who said, 
we believe we have that book, but we still haven't recovered everything that was covered in rubble in the bombings from World War II. Wow. So, like, there are things that happen like that where parts of buildings get damaged in a way that might reseal something up away from the library's circulating collection or even their archive Mm -hmm. collection. And then they kind of know it's on the premises, but they can't access it. Those happen, too. And I always wonder whenever whenever I'm looking at any of these um, unearthed that you put together and there's like, they didn't know it was gone. And I'm like, I wonder if they thought it was in the rubble. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, (laughs) that's always my first thought. It just reminded me of how our local library had a, a water intrusion into the local collections room during a major storm. And it was like, they had to get everything out of that room fast. Yes. Uh, and I mean, I was not there. I was not involved in any of it. But I can absolutely imagine people just trying to get everything out of a room that was flooding as fast as possible. Yeah. And... You got to deal with it at some point. In this case, when everything was closed because of COVID. Yes. I had to do that after a, I like the frame, water intrusion, (laughs) flood, at a library that I worked at. I don't want to talk ill about anybody, but we had an archivist that was maybe not super motivated to stay on top of things. Mm -hmm. And one of our rooms of archival materials had been flooded and it had not been realized that it had flooded. Oh, no. Until another staffer went looking for something in that room like a month and a half later and came back and said, everything is covered in mold. And so we had to, like, start pulling stuff out of that room really quickly. Aside from, like, the archival materials, which is a loss, it's dangerous to have a room full of mold in a building where the public can come. (laughs) So so that was, like, a whole ordeal. And I imagine that is not unique to my experience. Other libraries have had similar things happen. So stuff goes away. I'm sure, I'm sure that at some point in history, at some library, some staffer has been in that position and been like, I'm not even going to try to discern what this was. And they throw it away. And then they don't know if they have that book anymore. Right. (laughs) Those are my my thoughts on tiny things. Lost items in libraries. Yeah. When I was in uh, middle school and high school, I shelved books in the school library. It was like, I was a library helper. And I remember the librarians being like, you you got to put them back exactly where they go. <laughs> and uh, looking back on it, I'm like, I was a teenager <laughs> shelving right. books before school. Listen, it happens all the time. I mean, even at the college level, like people that are doing work study, mm-hmm. not always. I'm And I'm not shading anybody. I was not always as careful as I should have been either when I was in college and working in those jobs. Uh, I mean, I tried to be, but I'm sure there were days where I was like, I think it's here, and I just shoved it in. Um, mm. That happens all the time. So libraries yeah. are are amazing places where it is legitimately difficult to maintain the orderliness of a collection yeah. <laughs> of any size. If it's a circulating collection, it gets so hard. Especially since they tend to be understaffed and underfunded. Yes. And I will tell you, I mean, this is like a thing that I'm just not good at. But, like, you'll do audits where you're like, okay, we're doing a shelf read this week. And you kind of go through at the time when I was doing it, it was like 
printouts and you would go through your printout and like tick off every book and make sure it was in order down the shelf. I have a hard time with shelf reading. Just like that form of visual recognition scrambles my brain in a hurry. And so <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one who's like, <laughs> I think these were in the right order. I don't know. <laughs> Check it off because I'm really hungry. <laughs> Which will also make your cognitive powers worse. Yes. My executive function is not, frankly. Nope. <laughs> I'm <Nope>. out. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, anyway, that <laughs> that was our unearthed this time around. One of the more angry, frustrated, unearthed writings of maybe ever, possibly ever. It's Friday, so whatever's happening on your weekend, I hope it's going to be great. We have a classic episode that'll come out tomorrow, something brand new on Monday. You can drop us a note if you would like, historypodcast at iheartradio.com. Hope everybody's doing well. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.